Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Gary Berry. Together with my wife Jane, we host Hearing God, a podcast that helps people hear from God. Today we're looking at how we can help our children hear from God. Jane, do you want to kick us off? as you have had the most experience in this area. <laughs> yes, probably today will be mainly me talking. I think I'm just here for the ride. There <laughs> we go. superfluous. Yeah. But before I begin, let me just mention the show notes. If you go to our website on garyandjane.co, there's show notes for every episode, and that outlines a great outline of the talk and Bible verses and any resources links mentioned are put there. First principle in helping our kids hear from God is there is no junior Holy Spirit. The kids have the same access to God, Jesus, Holy Spirit that we have. And I love that Bible verse, Matthew 19, I think it's verse 14. In fact, Matthew in 18 verses 2 to 4, has Jesus talking about becoming like little children to enter the kingdom. Jesus loved kids and he said we have to become like kids to enter the kingdom. In fact, I believe they hear so much easier than us because they don't have the junk or the preconceived ideas or the is that me or is it God? They just believe I've asked God. So, of course, he'll tell me it's just like, talking to mum or dad, I ask them, they reply. So I ask God a question, he replies. Romans 8.11 says, The same spirit who raised Christ from the dead is living in us. That same spirit is in us and our children. And you look at the Lord calling to Samuel when he was a boy in 1 Samuel 3. So kids can definitely hear God. Even like last Sunday morning, Jane, I was at church where at the end of the prophetic time, there was a couple of girls that had come past, very young girls, and I got them to speak into someone's life. And just the way in which they did it was amazing, just the real openness that they had. There was no, hey, I don't want to do this. They just did it straight away when I invited them to do so. They did tell you later that you interrupted their game of hide and seek. (laughs) Yes, and their dad said, well... That's life. There's sometimes that we're going along with things and God just wants to interrupt us. So getting back to today's topic, the kids usually have a greater capacity to trust that what they've heard is from God. Sometimes they don't necessarily have the character or the emotional maturity to process and understand those things. I will never, ever forget the first time I saw kids really operating in the prophetic was at Stairway Church. And as a parent, you had to go and help out in the kids' church called Flutherland. And I was with our son's group, and he was, it was the four to five-year-old Sunday school class. And they were seated at tables and chairs, and they were opposite children. So it was sort of, you know, children on either side of the desk. And they had crayons and pieces of paper in front of them. The leader just asked them to draw a picture from God for the child opposite them. So each child just did that. And the leaders went along and asked the children, 
what's God saying to you? And then the child would give it to the person opposite. And I was gobsmacked going, wow, these kids are hearing from God. They're prophesying. So I thought, oh, we're going to start doing this at home. It was very simple and using a form of communication that they use all the time, which is drawing pictures. And I think that's really good. They always wrote the person's name. It was to and the person's name it was from and the date. It's always great to date prophetic words or pictures. And then just a brief sentence or two about what the picture was about, what the person, the kid was hearing from God for that person. We started doing that at home. We would, because we're homeschooling, we had the flexibility during the day and we would have times of what we called soaking, which was putting on the kids' favourite music and often I would be like, they're a bit over the top, doof doof, or whatever the praise and worship music was that the kids wanted to play that day. I'd put that on. Sarah would often write in a journal and Josh would draw a picture and we'd just be going, all right, so let's ask God what he wants to say to you today. So it was while Josh was playing Lego and he would often act out with his Lego bits or cars what he felt God was saying. Sarah would be cooking, often baking chocolate chip cookies and just, oh, God said this. And I will never forget her. It was one day when she was writing in a journal and she was sitting in the chair and I asked her, oh, what did God say to you today? And she said for three days in a row, she actually said to me, oh, God told me that he's going to give me an Apple device, like an iMac or an iPad. And at the end of the third day, I got really quite angry with her and I just said, God doesn't work like that. You want that. And so you think that's what God's saying to you. And, oh, mate, I misrepresented God so badly. And I, I actually really shut her down. And that was wrong of me. But never underestimate that it is from God because about three months later we were on Cambodia in Cambodia on a mission trip. Got up early one morning, 6 a.m., having my quiet time, and then I opened the emails on my phone and there was this email from Pumpkin Patch Australia. And the day before we'd left to come on the mission trip, Sarah had done it, entered a colouring in competition with them and we'd had to make a special trip back to the store to put the picture in. And she'd won first prize. And first prize was this spring-free trampoline worth about $1,700, $1,800. And so when she woke up that morning, I said, oh, guess what? You won first prize in the pumpkin patch colouring in competition. Her immediate thing was, see, I told you God was going to give me an Apple device. We don't need a trampoline. We had a target, you know, $150 trampoline. She said, we don't need a trampoline, so I'm going to sell that and I'm going to use the money to buy an Apple computer. I will never forget that lesson. I totally misrepresented God. God talks differently to different people another time i'll never forget it at church we had a prophetic conference and we had some world-class prophets there and he went out into foreverland the children's ministry area and was giving them some input and they selected a group of kids to give a prophetic word to this 
profit. I said to Sarah afterwards, oh, what did you say? And she said, oh, I just saw him on a lilo drifting down a river with Jesus. And I thought, oh, that's so simple. Anyway, the next session, this prophet got up and he said, I am blown away by the kids' prophetic words. They prophesied over me and they were very simple, but they told me exactly what God's been impressing on my heart and no adult has had the courage to tell me that I am to take a time of rest and just enjoy having fun with God, Jesus and Holy Spirit. And he said, no adult has been prepared to tell me that, but these kids in their own way emphasise that. Well, that's amazing, Jane, just to see how accurate that word was that the kids gave to that prophet. That must have been so, well, reassuring to you. Perhaps it blew you out of the water a bit more too. (laughs) So our first principle is there's no junior Holy Spirit. Second principle is we can help build their faith. Now, you build their faith by reading them the Bible stories, getting stuck into the Bible, appropriate Bible, you know, this cartoon Bible we had at one stage for my son, telling them not only that but stories from your life, miraculous stories from your own life, your testimonies, having memory stones. We have memory stones of things where God's really come through in a big way that we remember back and go, God's done it before, he will do it again. Recently, I was really asking God for something really huge for our son. And I'm like, God, you've done it before for Sarah. You can do it now for Josh. And this is really nothing compared to the Israelites when they crossed the Red Sea and you parted the waters. I'm like, so God, I know you can do that. So I thank you in advance for that. That very day, bang, the thing happened. So it's remembering the God stories. It's building their anticipation and awareness that they can hear from God. So make it normal. So, you know, over the breakfast table, say, hey, so what did you dream about last night? Make dreams normal to hear from God. If they have nightmares, then just unpack that a bit for them and help them not shut down that aspect from God. So look at what you do when there is a nightmare. We'll talk about that on another episode. Look at the character of God. Glean out of the Bible those stories that talk about God's character, about faith, about who they are in Christ. The world's screaming at our kids that they're worthless, that they're insignificant, that they're trash. Help them see themselves as God sees them. I can remember our son had a Bible verse he wanted me to print out and put above his bed, and it was Isaiah 43.1. Don't be afraid. I created you and have rescued you. I've called you by name. Now you belong to me. And he found that so reassuring just to have that above his bed. And it would be fair to say Josh sleeps very well now, Jane, (laughs) into a very deep, long sleep he's a typical teenager (laughs) they need a lot of sleep yeah where god's developing his body while he sleeps protect kids innocence the movies you let them watch the tv shows 
Let God show them what angels and the supernatural look like, not what movie directors think. And just be careful with that, not to open the door of fear with what they see, hear or read. Yeah, we've been very discerning over the years where perhaps some people have let the kids watch all sorts of different movies, their kids watch all sorts of different movies, but there's been some movies, especially in the supernatural area, you know, the dark side that we've really avoided. We haven't felt it be good for the kids. And then secondly, even things that are happening in our community, like Halloween is something that's been happening, starting to happen a bit more over these last few years in our community. And it's something we just don't engage with. We just don't find it helpful. It doesn't build the kids' faith. There's actually more to it than what meets the eye in a spiritual sense, and we just avoid it like the plague. Yeah, so our first principle was no junior Holy Spirit. Second principle, build their faith. Third principle, practice. So we used to turn things into a game. So at Woolworths, the grocery shopping place, they had a time where they, you know, for a certain amount of groceries you bought, you got these little animal cards and the kids were collecting them and we'd get them out, spread them over the table and say, all right, so let's ask God which animal he thinks each of our family members are and why. And it's really interesting to see what they come out with. We looked at different creativity expressions. So cooking and getting biscuits and icing them with words on or different things to represent what God was saying. Lego, painting, dancing, singing. About 10 years ago now, we were invited to this AA-type meeting. So it was a Christian meeting operated on AA principles. Gary and I were invited to come and give prophetic words. And our family used to do ministry together where appropriate. They didn't go into the brothels with me, but we did ministry as a family. And so the kids in the lead up to that drew pictures. We found out how many people would be at the meeting. They drew pictures of them all. And then they weren't actually in the meeting during the thing, but they were sort of outside the door. And they would go, oh, this is the picture for that person. This is the picture for that person. And there was this guy, Sarah gave him this picture of him in a canoe. And he was in this canoe fishing. And the guy was gobsmacked because as an outlet for his addiction, he'd been encouraged to buy a canoe and he'd just bought one. And the next day he was going fishing for the first time in his canoe. And he was like blown away by... How did she know that? And even the other day, on Anzac Day, this lady stopped me afterwards and we were talking and she said, I will never forget that time and your kids drew this picture for me. I was asking God, should I shift houses? And your kids drew this picture of my house. It was the same front door, even with the same doorknob on it that I have on my door. They had no idea of that. And they'd drawn that picture and they'd said, oh, it's for that lady. She said, I've still got that on my fridge 10 years later. So there was times when friends of ours went to Nepal and helped start a Christian school over there. And they asked, could we do pictures and prophetic words for each of the kids and the teachers? And 
We're in a ministry for a while where we would help people to realise their dreams. And we went to a church and there was probably about 80 people coming to the conference. So we had all their names. And I think I've talked about this in the podcast on how to deal with a negative word. This was a different church and the kids had done pictures. We'd split them up during the week and they'd do like five pictures a day and I think they probably got a bit sick of it. After the end of the week it was like, oh, I've done 30 pictures. But Josh had drawn one about this guy in prison, going to prison. He was blown away because he actually had a prison ministry and he was asking God, you know, should I keep this up, what I should do? And another lady had, it was only that morning that she had realised she used to have this dream of opening her house up for people to come and stay and be ministered to and then go. But her house was going to be this ministry centre and it had never come to fruition and she closed that dream down because of different factors. Sarah had drawn this picture of her big house And this huge line of people coming to the front door. And she was just blown away by how accurate that was and how it it really reinforced, wow, God's on this. It's something I need to look at. So never underestimate the impact, the power that a child's prophetic word will have on someone. So as we come to a close today, Oh, Gary, first off, is there anything else you'd like to say? I think you've said it all, Jane. <laughs> no, there's nothing that nothing that comes to mind, but I just really want to emphasise that capacity that all can prophesy, no matter how young a child is. They have the capacity to hear from God and release that. We just need to have a, a broader perspective how God can communicate to the kids and what it is that kids can use to communicate. You know, whether it be words, whether it be pictures, drawings, paintings, whatever that they can use. Sometimes even Jane said about the activation, about having a whole lot of different bits of material or things on a, on a table for kids to use. I think that's really helpful to give them a starting point at times. I think also that whole thing of, Over the years, we have seen our kids' prophetic words have had, I sometimes feel, so much greater impact on a person than what Gary and my prophetic words have. We may think, oh, we've got a pretty good prophetic word for that person. But the kids' pictures have meant so much and been so accurate and unlocked so much for people. So today, as we come to a close, we always have a prophetic activation that you can try wherever you are, I'd encourage you just turn your heart and your thoughts to God now and just ask him to show you which children's toy represents you at the moment and why. It may seem a funny question, but just, God, what children's toy represents who I am at the moment and why? Ask God further questions about that. Why did you choose that toy? What is it about that toy? What's the purpose of that toy? Yeah, just flesh that out with God. Now, also at the end of every podcast, we have a time where 
both Gary and I ask, God, what would you love to say to a listener today? So, Gary, do you want to go first? Yeah, look, there's a couple of images I had. One was a Mustang, a Mustang car, and I sense that God's wanting to accelerate people in their capacity to hear from God and release those words. I think you're going to be blown away. Secondly, I was also drawn to listeners that I know that are in Newman. That's a outback town on the coast over in, well, inland on the Western Australian coast where they listen to this podcast while they're preparing for a meal as a family. And what I sensed was that God, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, God wants to give you the words, the pictures, to speak into whatever situation that you are in, that God is there with you. And he wants to release those words to bring freedom and hope in those situations today. Wow. Love that. My mind just went blank. And I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) what is something? And I just see Gary's breast over there and I just went, wow, God wants to put a new cloak on you, a new, sometimes we talk about in the Bible, the cloak and mantle or whatever, but I think it's a new, it's like a new outfit. There's a new opportunity, a new door opening for you. And I just sense God's pleasure and saying, go for it. Step through, put on the new clothes, the new opportunity, step into it and just see where it takes you. And just really sense God's pleasure in that step you're taking. So, Gary, would you love to pray for us? Father, we just want to thank you for everyone who's listening today, no matter where they are, no matter who they are, that they'll recognise that they are loved by you, that you want the very best for them, that they have a capacity to hear from you. And, Father, may they have that childlikeness, no matter who they are, to be able to step out of their comfort zone, to be able to release the words and just see you come through in situations, in relationships, in places. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We would love it if you could ask God who you could share this podcast with and then share it with them. And maybe even chat to them about what you've learned through listening to this podcast. By the way, we would also love to know how you're finding the podcast and what you're learning from it. If you could contact us, there's a method on our website, garyandjane.co, and just let us know. In our next episode, we're going to be looking at strategies if you're stuck and can't seem to hear God. Thanks for now. Goodbye.